What do you do when you have a customer who is not happy with the state of the chocolates that they received? I am talking about this in today's I Heart Chocolate podcast episode as it just occurred to us. Dun, dun, dun. Talking about it. Three, two, one, intro. Welcome to the I Heart Chocolate Podcast, a space where chasing dreams and indulging in chocolate is celebrated, where it's okay to walk the abnormal path, break tradition, and pursue your own true happiness. A space where you can gain encouragement, inspiration, and confidence to go out there and become the best chocolatier you possibly can be. I'm your host, Tina Codinha, and I know what it is to be chocolate crazy, like you truly feel called to do this, as if a light suddenly went on and all arrows point to chocolate. I've had the honor of working under some of the best chocolatiers in the industry, and all the while have dedicated my free time toward bettering my craft at home. I'm a wife, a mother, founder of Codinia Chocolate and Codinia Chocolate Mentorship, which I proudly run with my amazing, talented husband, Bruno. Chocolate is so much in my blood, I couldn't live without it. It's been the wildest journey thus far, and my hope is that this inspires you to keep on keeping on and believe that you can do this too, because the truth is, yes, you can. You really, truly can. So consider me your new chocolate friend, constantly cheering you on because I'm right there with you. And let's dive in. Hey, 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 y'all. Welcome to another Tidbit podcast episode. So this is very impromptu. I'm coming to you straight on a Friday morning um, after receiving the very first kind of unpleasant email message regarding a chocolate order of ours. Whew. I know it happens. I know it's part of the whole e-commerce game. And as much as you can do everything that you can possibly do in your power as a small business owner, as a chocolate entrepreneur to safely package and ship your chocolates, once the package leaves us, there's so many things that are out of our control, right? Shipping delays, uh, if the customer doesn't keep track of the tracking order if the delivery carrier is not gentle with the packaging if an animal god forbid gets into the chocolate before it reaches the customer Um, but the main one being the time right and for that reason on our website we do state in our shipping policy that if you live somewhere warmer than 68 70 degrees fahrenheit it's highly recommended that you choose overnight if the weather is definitely warm then we will automatically put overnight shipping for that state but sometimes the weather fluctuates and it's kind of on the brink and that's where we let it be the customer's call because not everyone wants to pay a higher shipping price for overnight shipping which i understand but on the flip side like i said If that is your choice, then you also have to understand that it is not in our power to control what happens to your package once it leaves us. And in this case, there was a delay and unfortunately the customer received melted chocolate and was not very happy about it. So I wanted to address that because it's never really happened to us before and thankfully issues got resolved with the customer from what I understand we lessened the the animosity, the the anger that they might have felt from receiving the melted order. And I wanted to talk to you guys about how did I make that happen. So when you own a chocolate shop, specifically a e-commerce site, 
right? It really matters on how you communicate with your customer from the get-go. How is your website set up? Do you have a shipping policy there? Do you have a refund return policy there? So everything is clear from the get-go. So in case something like this happens, you have something to refer back to to say, as stated on our website, if you live such and such and you decide to still choose, you know, the cheaper shipping method, unfortunately, it's out of our hands, you know, if there's a delay. Um, Protecting yourself by having something up on your website is key. And then what happens when something does go wrong and the customer messages you like we received, how do you react to that? It's very natural, I would say, for as a business owner, and I apologize if my words are skipping, I'm still recovering, I've been congested because of my daughter, but um, it's very natural, I think, that when you receive an unpleasant message from someone, you get defensive, right? You might be thinking, well, I put it clearly on my website, and that person chose not to choose overnight, and unfortunately, her shipping got delayed, and her chocolates melted. And you can sense, based on the other tone of the customer, obviously they're upset, obviously they want you to do something. I know for me, anytime I have any sort of customer service or something was promised to me and it wasn't delivered properly, of course, you're, you're, it's natural, you're upset. So I would say first thing is you have to empathize with the customer. You have to listen to the customer. What is the customer saying? And not all of them. I mean, like I said, this person was upset, but thankfully they weren't like super angry to the point that they sounded, you know, like hysterical or or were bashing us. And part of that, I think, also is because, like I said, it starts from the get go from the moment that someone orders from you. How do you treat and handle that customer? And if you've ordered from us before, you know that I try my best to reach out to you and tell you, hey, thank you so much for your order. I'll be shipping it on this date or we will be delivering on this date Um, just to keep you updated, just to so there's a line of communication open um, to thank you for taking the time to order from us. There's always um, a personable side there, not just that you put an order and something gets shipped to you out of the blue and there's no um, customer service on it, right? So I think because we had initiated that contact from the get-go, her message wasn't as angry as it could have been, but I could sense that she's upset, right? So received melted chocolates. It was for Valentine's Day. It was, she got it melted, and she emphasized in her message that while she knew that the package was heat-sensitive, she said the delivery carrier did not because there wasn't a heat Um, sensitive label on the package and she said suggested um, if that maybe had been put on the box then the delivery carrier maybe wouldn't have left it in her mailbox and it would it wouldn't have sat there and melted and again like I said you can react to this several ways you could get defensive and notice that in any way you put it you know weather changes even if you pay attention to the weather app weather changes from day to day right And the chocolates arrived later than they were supposed to. So in that amount of time, whether they had a heat-sensitive label on it or not, they probably would have melted. 
if you respond to the customer and just bash them and say, hey, it's your fault, which you should never do, by the way, don't ever say, don't ever put blame on the customer and say, hey, it's your fault for not selecting overnight, even if you might feel that way, right? You don't say that. You don't ever put the customer wrong. Like I said, I'm really trying to come from a place of like empathy and trying to understand that this person um, found us, it's a new customer, wanted to support our business, and unfortunately, it something went wrong and is trying to come up with a solution, um, offer her advice on the solution for how that could have been avoided. So how I responded was to acknowledge her feelings. I told her, thank you so much for that suggestion. And I said the truth, which is, unfortunately, even with fragile stickers, heat-sensitive stickers, delivery carriers do not always pay attention, right? I'm sure I'm not the only one who's seen this, and Camila on the last um, podcast episode spoke about it as well. If it's not your, like, if it's not you personally hand-delivering it, people don't really care or give as much caution to it as you would because only you know you know how sensitive and how important and fragile and precious your chocolates are but I've seen several times we go to the post office fragile stickers in red like huge all over the box and the person working the post office will literally just pick up the box and and toss it into the box with all the other boxes not gently just straight up throw it right and I've also received chocolates from other chocolatiers that had a heat sensitive sticker on it and it didn't go in the shade it was just literally placed wherever right as much as that's the reality again like I said you can reply to the customer who's angry and saying I received melted chocolates why didn't you put a heat sensitive sticker on it I'm going to tell you exactly how I tried to make amends, right? Because this is the first time that this happened to us that we had a customer who's not happy. So um, learning lesson, I listened. I didn't bash in and say, well, it's your fault that you didn't order overnight. Clearly you should have, right? Even if it's stated like on our website, if you live in a certain area, blah, 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 you should, right? I'm not going to bash them on that. I'm going to say that reminder Yes, I'm I'm so sorry, like straight up lead with the apology. I'm so sorry that you received melted chocolates. Um, We do set a reminder on our website that if you live somewhere warm, it is highly suggested that you choose express slash overnight shipping to avoid melted chocolates. Unfortunately, once it leaves us, exactly as it states on our thing, once it leaves us, shipping delays are out of our control. Thank you so much for the suggestion of the heat sensitive sticker. However, in my experience, I have seen that even with all the stickers in the world on the box, the delivery carrier does not always pay attention, which is the truth, right? To make amends, however, because, and this is where it gets tricky because people always ask, well, how do you fix the situation? Do you resend the order? Do you refund the order? But I have a refund, no refund, no return policy on my website. Am I supposed to break that now? So this is where it gets kind of tricky because it really depends up to you ultimately what you choose to do. We do have on our website, uh, Bruno and I, that we don't do refunds and we don't do return policy for things that are out of our control. However, this was the very first time, believe it or not, that we had a customer who's somewhat unhappy with the condition of how they received their chocolates, right? 
So because she didn't attack me and because she gave um, good uh, feedback, like in terms of a suggestion or what she thought might have helped the situation, and we were having a civilized conversation back and forth, I told her to make amends. I would refund her 50% of her order, right? So that way it's not like a complete loss on our part. It's, it's a, you, under, you make her feel that you understand what she said, what she feels, and that's somewhat of a step forward. It's an in-between. Could I have said, I'm sorry, but we don't do refunds? Yes, I could have. Do I know exactly what the turnout of that conversation would be? Like, would she leave me a nasty review publicly? I don't know. I really don't know. But because she came at me, you know, upset, but then also with her own um, suggestions, like you could see that she really wanted to receive these chocolates and she it's just unfortunate that she didn't. And she thought that, well, maybe if we had a heat sensitive sticker or maybe if we had a delivery release on the thing, then it would have made a difference. Me personally, I don't think it would have because, like I said, there was a delay in the shipping and that came from the carrier and that was something out of our control. However, again, because she had a civilized conversation and was giving suggestions, I decided to refund her 50%. Um, and there was no ill or bad review left on our site publicly. And that's the thing that you want to avoid. The reason why I decided to talk about this openly is because <clears throat> no matter what you put on your website, no matter, you know, how you try to reason, when people are upset in the moment, if you just respond back with, well, I'm sorry, but that's what it is on our website, unfortunately, that's out of our control, it's true, but you don't really comfort the customer, right? In this situation, you have the opportunity to communicate with your customer and sort of repair a relationship before it gets completely torn apart. Will this person buy from me again? I'm not sure. Maybe they'll be happy um, that I did something more than just say, hey, tough luck, I'm sorry, that's how it is, right? And at the very least, I don't have her publicly bashing me on my site, which is what you want to try to avoid. That's what I'm trying to get to. You want to try to avoid that. So when you do have a bad review or a customer who's upset, my advice would be be calm, be kind, you know, assess what went wrong. Is it something indeed that you, you know, did wrong possibly? If not, listen to the customer. What exactly are they angry about, right? Is there anything that could have been improved? And on that note, the customer was saying, why didn't you have a signature release so it went straight to my door rather than, you know, to my mailbox? And then once again, you can get defensive and say, well, if we put a signature release, one, it's an extra charge. Two, what if you're not home or there's no one home to sign for it? Then your chocolate goes back on the truck, it sits on the truck or it sits in the post office. Once again, it's more delayed, all these types of things. Um, and it, it, it goes back and forth, right? The best you can do is set up your site with clear terms on what is what. I would say talk about it, um, you know, from time to time on your social media for people, especially as the weather starts to change, which I did right away. Uh, and again, if the customer is angry, listen, right? Listen, apologize, you know, try to understand where they're coming from 
and you want to try and make amends privately like we did through email and messaging rather than them to not hear from you or to receive a very shallow blunt response from you and then for them to go on your site and publicly bash you because negative reviews hurt you know and as a small business owner we do everything in our power to you know put our best foot forward to make sure that our customers are happy to create delicious chocolates um, that take so much time and labor and at the end of the day this was a huge learning lesson I was bummed honestly I was bummed I thought that freaking sucks and then I just thought well if I were in her shoes of course I'd be mad that's just a natural reaction I'd be totally mad and I would want something to be done you know for me having that conversation with her and listening to her suggestions and actually taking her suggestion and I emailed our site platform and asked them how is it possible to put a signature release possibly as an option for future orders and stuff like that um like again I said it's a it's a learning lesson right when you have a e-commerce site the the negative um customer the negative review the person who's just not happy with what you're doing is going to happen ours just happened to happen now (laughs) and you can avoid that or deal with it um again by your perspective and how you set yourself up as a business so be clear on your website be kind to your customers be uh have good communication with them from the get-go be calm be kind listen to them right and try to rectify it privately before it goes public and leaves a bad impression for others to see because unfortunately as we all know it's so easy to find negative reviews of a place and I know from my personal experience if I'm looking up a new place to try out and I see negative reviews from a few people I don't go there because I'm I just don't want to deal with it. Even if there's a million other good reviews, I listen to the ones who are bad. I'm like, ah, that's, I don't want to be the one or 2% that also has a bad experience, right? So yeah, that is a tidbit podcast for today. I'm sorry, it might be all over the place. I may have repeated myself a bunch, but basically it happens. Um, We recently experienced it. Like I said, today is Friday. I just received this message last night. And I hope, you know, the customer, if you are listening, we really did try our best to send you beautiful, delicious chocolates. I'm so sorry that they melted. Um, And we'll try to do better from here on out and basically um, make sure that, you know, whatever else we can do to ensure that chocolates arrive safely, we will. So that's the best that you can do as a small business owner you know, have some grace with yourself and understand not to panic and understand that this is kind of part of the part of the game that we are all playing. So, okay, I will talk to you guys on the next one. Ciao. And that's all folks. By the way, in case we aren't friends yet, let's keep the connection going and get social on the gram. You can always reach out to us at Cadenia Chocolate, where we post inspirational, drool-worthy, and informative tips on all things chocolate. And can I just say, thanks for hanging out with me today. If you felt a connection from this podcast or found it helpful, please be sure to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so we can keep spreading the chocolate happiness. 
y'all know that that is my life mission. But really though, <laughs> via chocolate making, teaching, and now through sound. Woohoo! Have a beautiful day, and I know it's gonna sound cheesy, but it is true. In case you needed a reminder, you are 100% worthy of the life that you dream, chocolate filled or otherwise. You just have to summon up the courage to pursue it. And then you keep pursuing and grinding and working and loving it until you get there. Okie dokie! Catch you on the next one. <laughs>